Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the SNC Adventures Talk It Out podcast. Today, we have a fun little bonus episode for you all. So I'm Sydney Kletkenhauer, and I have the two other student workers with me here today. You might recognize their voices as we've all been posting the podcast this semester. It's Ryan Kelly and Sydney Bartz. What's up, guys? How are hey. you today? Um, so we're going to go around and introduce ourselves. So, Sydney, you go first. My name is Sydney Bartz. I'm a senior here. What's your majors? I'm international business and Spanish. I'm double majoring. I'm Ryan. I'm a senior business major. I'm Sydney. I'm a senior and I am political science, international studies and Spanish major. So now you know a little bit about us and we're going to have some fun questions and topics of discussion for today. So we've kind of been waiting all semester for this. So it's going to be fun. Okay, so first thing I want to talk about is what do we do in the office? What is our job here? Well, we do a lot of different things. We help with applications, organize some details with students, do social media. Lots of social media posts, trying to like raise awareness for studying abroad. Yeah, so um, if you have ever been interested in working in international education or just wanting a cool on-campus job, um, next semester, the study abroad office and the CGE will be hiring. So keep an eye out for those applications. Um, what is our favorite part about working in the Center for Global Engagement? I think it's probably, I have two things. Everybody here is really nice and like it's a pretty chill place to work, but we get to help out with a lot and feel productive. And then also there's lots of food around here that we can just eat all the time. What about you guys? I like talking to the students that are about to go abroad. I mean, they're all very, 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 very nervous. So we get to talk to them and calm them down a bit and tell them about our experiences because we all went abroad. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, I like interacting with the students and um, seeing where all the students want to go study abroad. So all cool parts of the job. Yeah. So how do you think this job will help you in your future career? Are there any skills that you've gained just working in an office setting? I know, Ryan, you have other internship experience, but yeah, no, I've, I've really enjoyed my my time here in the study abroad office. Uh, I've been able to learn a lot, um, a lot of dealing with different information, passing information along and uh, helping students get to where they want to go. Yeah, I totally agree with Ryan. So we're really, really close with our bosses and like working with them and working that closely with them. I think we can get a better understanding of what they do in their day-to-day lives as well. Yeah, we learn a lot from them and they're very like willing to like help us in our lives really with anything. So um, yeah, um, this is the fun part. Let's talk about our study abroad experiences. So um, where did you go, Sid? We all went last semester, spring 2022. So I was in Valencia, Spain. So that's like two hours south of Barcelona. I went to London, England. (laughs) It's in the UK. Okay, Ryan. Great. Cindy, where did you go? Oh, yes. I went to Toledo, Spain, which is about an hour south of Madrid. So it's a smaller town. That's really nice to live in. The people are super nice um, and it feels more like a small town vibe, but it's really accessible to get to other parts of Europe with being very close to Madrid. Um, So I kind of talked about it, but what's like the vibe of living in Valencia? What did you like about it? 
Oh, it was very, Valencia is the third largest city in Spain, but it didn't really feel like that at all. It was very homey. I lived with a host family and they took me in immediately. It was just a very homey feel. And I don't know, I know this is like the Spain culture as well, but even like, I was just super close with like my doorman. Like everybody wants to know everybody. Everybody is super touchy and lovey and they all just want to get to know you because they know you're coming from like the States. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't seem like that big city feel at all. It felt very small and like centered. How was London, Ryan? Oh, London How would you describe is, it? London is awesome. Probably my favorite city I've ever been to. I was super lucky to be able to live there. Um, some of my favorite parts about it were the public transportation. I think it was the best. The tube. Yeah, the tube, <laughs> the buses. I think it's probably the best public transportation system in the whole world, in my opinion. And uh, there's so much diversity in the city. So you can get like any sort of culture, food, any sort of like, like different events. goods. and yeah, yeah, like different goods. You can get it all in London. It's so diverse. They speak over, I think it's like over 200 languages in in just London. Um, so there, there's so much that you can do. And they do. have so many airports there too. So yeah. it's, like, it's like super accessible. Yeah, it's super easy to um, travel. You can get to every airport by um, train. Um, train and bus. Train I took and a bus, bus into the yeah. city. Yeah, and it was super there. They run at all times. It's like every half hour. Yeah, super it's super nice. It's very, very good transportation. Um, very easy city to get around. And um, the culture of it is just super, super cool. Yeah, I think this is true definitely in Europe because we all were in Europe. And then as well as in some other countries abroad, like in Latin America or like Australia or something. But they have really good public transportation in comparison to the States. Like, I guess the States is so big, so there's not as much public transportation. Um, But I think that's an awesome part. I love European trains. Like, I will die on the hill that the trains are better than the planes. Like, it's just so much easier so much more convenient in my opinion is nice. it is more expensive though yeah, really? yeah. I, if you book in advance i found that still it was yeah. cheaper yeah. no but i think overall it's still cheaper to do the finding flights from country to country like gotcha Ryanair. i guess what i mean by that is that when you are traveling within country in the country you're studying in or if you visit another country for a while and you're traveling within that country taking a train is much more convenient and time-saving than taking a plane. So that's what I mean. Because, for example, I would like to go to the north of Spain and the plane ride was 55 minutes, but you'd have to sit around longer in the airport than that in order to board the plane or get off the plane. To get somewhere, um, you could have multiple options to see, compare what was the cheapest and then different times to arrive depending on what worked best for you. Um, So let's talk about like the classes. What type of classes did you take abroad and how was it compared to classes that you've taken here at SNC? Yeah, so I took uh, four classes, I believe. I took um, British Life and Business. I took um, a foods class. It was like food, society, and culture, which was really cool. I got to go on a lot of field trips and try a bunch of different food and drinks and stuff. Then I took a um, ethical dilemmas in business class, um, which that is, sounds interesting. It was really interesting. Um, did a lot of case studies, and then I took a uh, brand management class, I believe. Strategic brand management it was what it oh. was called. Is a very interesting class. What about you, said? So I took five classes. I had class Monday through Thursday. All my classes were in Spanish. 
Um, I can't remember like all of them. I had like a poetry class that like helped with like literacy. Um, I had a couple business classes, um, like the history of Spain, the history of Latin America. Um, and for my business classes, actually, we got to go on a lot of field trips like Ryan did. We went to like a bodega once, like one of the oldest bodegas in Spain. And that was super interesting. We got like free wine tasting and just we got to go all around their operations. And another time we went to the Valencia port. So like the port of Valencia. And that was super interesting because we had class like on a boat that day where they took us like all Whoa. around. And then like we couldn't have our phones out at all. Like they like confiscated them because apparently it was like super like secret or something we were, um, what were your classes like so i took four classes <laughs> um most people took five in toledo it was the university of minnesota program i took four because i that's all i really needed and i wanted to be able to enjoy my time there as much as possible and not worry about school because i've had very heavy course loads in the past at snc but i took politics and society in latin america um, transition to democracy in Spain. So um, was centered mostly on like the di dictatorship there. That was a poli sci class. And it was really interesting. Um, my professor of that class is the best person ever, Eduardo. He rocks. Like everybody who goes there, even I know students <clears throat> there right now, I saw like last week our um, study abroad students who are in Toledo right now posted a picture with Eduardo on Instagram. I was like, yeah, he's the best. So, and then I also took um, a Spanish literature class and a history of Spanish women class, which that was a really fun class. We did a lot of things I've never done in class before, like analyzing songs and like films and things, um, but specifically like about women. And I learned a lot. And my professor was a very, very sweet. Um, so what were your favorite aspects about the culture you were living in? And if there were any specific similarities or differences from the culture here? Oh, that's a good question. Um, we were like, were taught or like warned I should say about like just like cultural differences like they're going to be big like even if you just go somewhere else like in the states um in Spain I was like in the honeymoon phase I guess you could say for like the first two months so, like I loved those cultural differences and some would be like just like going again like back to my dormant like he was just like people you didn't know would come up to you and like give you hugs and they would just like kiss your forehead and kiss your cheeks, which was like, it's super normal there. It just takes a little bit getting used to. We would have dinner. My whole son would make us dinner at like 1030 every night. And then that was really, really, I never adjusted to that. Like it was, that was a huge difference. Being in Spain, that was the same thing with me. I was yeah, always no hangry. Yeah, I just was convinced that most of them didn't eat. But the, the secret is they eat lots of little snacks throughout the day. Definitely the eating schedule or just like the different schedule in general is really hard to adjust to. I also found that to be true. Right. Any culture yeah. shock for you, Ryan? Or Yeah, there is definitely some culture shock. Um, like the British like attitude, it's like the sarcasm is pretty funny to pick up on. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's hard. You don't really understand if like they're being rude or they're just being funny. Normal. Yeah um so that was that was kind of like an interesting experience trying to see how people are acting towards you did you experience that a lot in your everyday life because i feel like you experienced that maybe here with people you know well but like not just random people on the street was everybody like super sarcastic there or like no like not not everyone like on the street would um, okay. like really talk but just to the like people you met like, yeah, yeah. yeah like your professors would uh like say some like things and you don't you don't know how to take it um mm -hmm. 
but yeah, it, it was good. I liked it. It was a cool culture change. And it, it was a lot more, a lot different than America, I would say. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I think mine was a lot similar. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense why you would think that, but there are lots of differences. And for me, I guess I was expecting it to be so different that I was surprised at how similar it was in some, some aspects, like besides language, obviously, but like my host dad would be religiously watching Real Madrid. And then I, I just saw my, my host ho- brothers would be too. Yeah. yeah, my host dad was like my real dad in real life watching the Packers. Like it was the same. He was like swearing at the TV and it was just hilarious. That's exactly how my dad is. So it was just funny. Like it's just a different sport, but same thing. And um, just a lot of little phrases. Like there's a lot of phrases that are very different, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that they say. And it's like, oh, I like say that like with younger people and like my host brothers and stuff. So that was very interesting. Along with culture, we like talk about food. So I have some fun questions for this. The first thing I want to say is just like the traditional, what was like the best dishes you ate or like the unique things that are typical of the culture that you might have eaten? Uh, paella. Paella. Yeah, That's like, super it famous was, like, in Valencia. paella because we were right on the coast. So like a lot of it just had shrimp. A lot yeah. of shrimp paella. My host family was very traditional and they made a lot of traditional Spanish food. I got to try a lot of things that I'd never even heard of before. So that was cool. But the paella, like I honestly, this is a hot take, but I do not really like paella. Really? Yeah. Especially I do. I like vegetable paella, but I just like with the chicken, like (laughs) it has bones in it when it's in it. I don't like that. It just freaks me out. And then with the seafood, it's like the eyes are on the shrimp. It's I I so can't good. I can't get over it. And I don't. This is the like eyes a, are on the yeah. I they're there. staring at yeah, you. And yeah. I would eat paella. My host family we had paella every Sunday, oh. so I just kind of got a little bit tired of it. I would say. Oh, we didn't have it that much for like mm-hmm. dinner. Yeah, my my friends and I we found we every week we'd try to go out because <clears throat> we didn't have like a meal plan or anything, so we would have to go grocery shopping and cook. And so every week we would try to go. Um, and find like a different restaurant around the city, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. which was like really cool. We would do a lot of different stuff. One of my favorite was um, we went to this one um, pub and we had really good um, shepherd's pie. And oh. I've never had like a, an amazing one before. And I was a little skeptical to get it, but it was probably my favorite meal we had out there. And then the actual um, the dish of like England is um, a curry. So like Indian food. Mm -hmm. And so um, we had, we did a lot of, uh, we'd go out and get Indian a lot, which was, uh, which I'd never had before. I I love Indian food. Yeah. And then um, some of my favorite dishes now, after I came back, we had a really, really good um, restaurant right on our, right in our neighborhood. So I never had Indian when I was abroad. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't either, but I eat Indian. I eat it a lot here. Um. So anything else? I feel like there's a lot of other Span like Spanish dishes we could talk about. I really like patatas bravas. Oh, I had the sauce. It's spicy. Yeah. Like it's so Each, good. Each like restaurant makes them so different. That's true. It's just and every time they're so good, they never disappoint. Mm-hmm. Or like the Valencia orange juice, like that was uh, so I've popular. I never got you to Valencia. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, so I think food is like a big part of the culture and I noticed living with my host family how they shared their culture was by having me try other different 
foods. And so that was a really cool experience, especially seeing how much like love and time my host parents yeah. put into it. Like that was a big part of it as well. Um, yeah. So any other traveling or like favorite trips that you guys took while abroad? You both traveled a lot. I was kind of stuck in Spain. I wanted to be in Spain. But with COVID, my program was strict and we were not allowed to leave for the majority of the semester. I did end up going to Switzerland and Morocco um, in my last weeks there. But before that, I mostly focused on going to all the different regions regions within Spain. What about you guys? Um, I think I ended up hitting like nine, eight or nine different countries when I was there. I would say my favorite, we hit like a lot of like the main ones, like Rome, Italy, Paris, like just all of those. But we also took a couple like smaller ones. And I would say my favorite was Lisbon in Portugal. It was such like a, not like a tourist attraction. It was so chill. It was so, it was so awesome there. And I would totally go there again, just because there wasn't, there weren't a lot of tourists there. Whereas like in Paris, everything was so expensive in London, everything. I spent so much money in Paris and London. It wasn't even because everything was so pricey and just even the transportation there. I know it's like super good public transportation, but it was just like the Ubers were insane. Yeah. Switzerland is like the most expensive like place yeah. ever. It's just because of the conversion. Like um, they have the US they, dollars for a singular cupcake there. Yeah. It's because of their, uh, their have Franks, I think. Franks, yeah. yeah. So it's very, very expensive, but yeah. Yeah. I was able to do a lot of traveling. <clears throat> I went to 13 different countries, Flex. which was uh, <laughs> definitely a lot of countries to go to. No, I'm not going to read them off, but some of my favorites were um, I really like Spain. You guys talked a lot about Spain. Spain is super cool. Ryan came to Valencia for a little bit yeah. and visited one of our friends there. And then we also all went to Barcelona mm -hmm. for a weekend too, which was really, Barcelona was really cool. Yeah, I really liked um, Morocco. We had a really yeah. super cool um, time in Morocco. We did like, um, kind of like a hike up the Atlas Mountains, except we rode mules the whole way up. Um, wow. which was nuts. I also did that same trip or like a similar thing when I was in Morocco. We went to, we were in Marrakesh and then we took a excursion to the Atlas Mountains, but I didn't walk up mm -hmm. or I didn't take a mule up the mountain. I walked. So oh, yeah, we, I guess we took the easy route, but it was still <laughs> really cool. So cool. I, I loved Amsterdam, Italy. And I mean, there's not a place I didn't go to that I didn't like, um, but I would also say one of my favorite um, things that I did and probably best advice I could give is to um, see a lot of your home country um yeah I would not have seen like any of it if it wasn't for my parents coming out and visiting and so I was able to see a lot of the UK with them which was which was super cool yeah what were you we were stuck there for the first I wouldn't say stuck but we couldn't leave Spain yeah like, our schools had since Sid went to the University of Minnesota and mine was through the University of Virginia so they were American universities in Spain so they were like, super super strict mm -hmm. and we like wore masks outside even for the first like month and a half, two months even. I wore masks during like school the whole year. Yeah, I, same with me. Exactly. Yeah, so we got to like spend well. a lot of time in or in Spain just because we couldn't go anywhere else. Yeah, it allowed me to have an appreciation for the different autonomous communities in Spain. Um, so that's really cool because they have all different cultures and languages even. Um, so I really enjoyed that part of it. My favorite region of Spain is Galicia in the north. It's so green and pretty. I love it so much. Um, and I went to this really underrated hidden gem, I guess you would say, that is um, called um, Las Islas Las Isla Cies, and it's a national park. 
and you have to take a ferry from a city um in Galicia to get there oh. and I feel like not not a lot of people will go there at all but it was like when I went there it was like 60 something degrees and the island is like you can do hiking and there's like little hilly mountains but Where'd it's all beaches all around so I just sat on the beach and read a book oh. um my friend that went on the trip we all stayed in a big Airbnb together so that was really fun and we always like to like cook for each other but um, my friend, he learned about it from a professor at our school. Oh. So it was, it's good to take recommendations for locals because, I mean, they're from there. They know best. Yeah. How, uh, how well prepared were you for the weather of your country? Did you oh. think it was going to be warmer? Did you think it was going to be colder? It was so nice the beginning of the year. But then Valencia had a rainy season for a month and a half. Like, it broke, like, records. Like, my host mom was in shock. She's like, we've never seen this before. My professors were... Like, I went through, like, four umbrellas. Like, it was, like, hurricane <laughs> there for, like, no reason. They, they Down on the coast there, it. It yeah. It was, like, in their news. It was on the TV. It was, like, so strange. So anytime, like, we were, like, okay, we need to leave the country. Like, we just need to leave. It's so, like, sad because it was just always dreary. Mm-hmm. And, like, we liked walking to class. Like, there was so many, like, pretty views, and we couldn't do that anymore. I guess in the region I was in, we had the opposite problem because – when I was first there, it was like 60 degree weather for like two months. It was super nice, which coming from Wisconsin in the winter time, like that was just amazing. But they were in a drought and they they really needed rain and like rain just would not come. And then eventually it came and it never stopped. Yeah. But it wasn't hurricaning. I wasn't I wasn't on the coast. I was in Castilla Mancha and um there it's really dry. So it's really dry in Valencia too. That's why they were hmm. all like, What is happening? Oh yeah. They don't get any rain. It just never stopped. Yeah, like, everyone, had, like, everyone had told me that it was gonna be raining and cloudy and like depressing every single day. Oh yeah, in London. And it was like sunny a lot. It was sunny a lot, didn't rain a lot. Um it was nice when I was yeah, it, it was I mean great weather all the time. Uh it was sometimes a little colder, but I guess that's what you get. Um, it's better than here. Yeah, it was definitely better than <laughs> a Europe. lot milder in Europe. Yeah, you're gonna need a couple jackets, but it it's uh, no parkas or anything. Yeah, no parkas needed. Um, so what are some of the overall challenges challenges that you might have faced abroad? I feel like we could even have a little mental health talk here because that's a big thing people don't talk about very much. But first, any other challenges or travel mishaps? That's always funny to talk about. I think with us, when we, at the time that we were there, we dealt with a lot of COVID yeah. problems. Flights were just so strict. And flights were strict. They're expensive. You had to be well-prepared. You had to have COVID tests. You all had to the right masks, all the right documents. Codes, yeah. So that was probably the most challenging. Um, I, I probably spent like $500 on just COVID things when That's I was over ridiculous. there. That's ridiculous. I guess me, like, or us in general being like kind of stuck in Spain. I mean, we love being in Spain. It's not stuck. But it saved me a lot of money on COVID tests because I didn't need one. I only needed one to go to Morocco, actually, but it was like Morocco, $90. Yeah, so. those were expensive. Those were strict as well. You needed the legit tests. Yeah, the immigration officers were a I little bit scary. I didn't need a COVID test. Spain, like, they took off, like, their regulations by the time we started traveling. So I didn't need, like, one to get as long as you had that QR code. Yeah, the And then, like, form. uploaded all your, like, correct documents to the airline, then you were fine. Mm-hmm. I think but some those other, documents were a pain. Yeah, besides the COVID stuff, I think some other challenges were like navigating around the cities you know the different language barriers if you're going to like different countries different languages and different like let's see no one spoke english yeah so and was that like tough lettering for you? too um or not like you were able to make do we were everywhere we went um we were usually able to use english um uh, which is good like the only time 
we struggled with those in Valencia, but we had a friend that spoke very, very good Spanish. And so he saved us. But besides that, everyone spoke English. Um, I also think you got to be careful who you trust um, in Europe. You got to. Like pickpocketers yeah, like pick out on the street Keep and your stuff. stuff close to you. Like, don't yeah, you lock your those, stuff like, up. Stories, thank yeah. you. Don't be scared. No, yeah, it's don't need to walk me. around scared. No, I would definitely didn't walk around scared, especially in Toledo. Like it was small town vibes, so I Same didn't think about it all. I would like, I, yeah, I never thought about it. But when I would go to bigger cities, like. I kept my phone like in my hand, like the your back pocket, even your front pocket. It's oh, probably the worst case pack. ever to put your phone. Yeah. So you need to put it like in a fanny pack or keep it in your hand and keep a tight grip, grip on it. But I never had anybody weird like talk to me, let alone like approach me or anything. So I, I didn't have any bad experiences. Um, but yeah, I think the challenge for me was definitely um, adjusting to different things, not necessarily huge cultural things but just like being away from my family and then like we talked about the different schedule that just threw me for a loop at times I guess I just get hangry very easily so that was not fun but then also I want to say like about mental health because I feel like people don't talk about it very much um like there's a lot of resources when you're abroad that you could use if you're struggling but at the same time like it's okay to be struggling you just have to ask for help because that's something I didn't do Another thing to keep in mind is that if you're struggling with your mental health here, going to another country is not going to magically fix your problem. What about you, Sid? so many resources. And just like, even if you're with a host family, like mine was amazing whenever I needed help. Yeah. For me, I just definitely didn't ask for enough help and I should have did that. So that is a lesson for everybody listening, I guess. Um, So lastly, we have any general advice for study abroad students in the future? Do it yeah do it spend your money don't and when you're there like keep spending your yeah money. don't say no to stuff like do everything. you're gonna come back with nothing but like it's totally worth it yeah like you're not gonna be this young again doing that I'm especially so glad i spent all the money i did yeah you'll mm-hmm. never be able to do like you'll never be able to live like that was and, like not even worrying about school yeah. like let's be honest i was pass fail i did not even think about yeah school all of them are pass fail not once so like without like worrying about school or work like we were just so carefree doing whatever we wanted like working not working was definitely super weird because not having an income yeah Yeah. that that's a drawback I guess but like we all worked so hard to save up that money to spend abroad I felt kind of guilty like why am I spending so much money I would never spend that kind of money here no but then I'm like okay like six hundred dollars to go there for a weekend you definitely can also carefully budget I could have been better but like it's just you, creates I had extra friends who, like, stress. Planned it out, like, an Excel. Yeah, they would plan their stuff. Out. I did an Excel sheet, but I was uh-huh. just kind of tracking. I wasn't really budgeting, like, so it didn't really make that much of a difference. Yeah. Do you have any other advice or? Have fun. Get out of your room. Go, go, walk around your city. Get used to it. Make friends. Put yourself out there. Just do it all. That's really good. Yeah, just do it all. <laughs> Be a yes man, I guess, yes. is what Ryan's saying. Be a yes man. I like that. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Um, also, like Ryan said, I don't. I think that um, it's good to just meet new people, experience the new culture, like say yes to things because you won't ever have the experience again. So we hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. And if you're interested in working as a study abroad student assistant in the CG, like I said, keep an eye out for the job listing next semester. 
Then I just have a few other application deadline reminders for the summer 2023 global seminars. Uh, that deadline is Friday, January 13th. And applications for all of the non-faculty-led summer programs are open now, as well as the fall 2023 applications. So thank you for listening and happy holidays. See you next semester for more adventures.